0: the Lord a hand praise. Mighty are the works of your hands. All we need is the benediction. She already preached the message. Amen. Brother Ben, this is Geraldine Sonia thank you thank you for coming that gives me strength to be able to see you cause you're coming here as an answer to our, my prayers it lets me know that the Lord is taking care of you in this time Camille in this time Um, I'm just going to pull the tissue out now because I don't know how much I'm going to get away with. But great is the Lord. Mighty are the works of your hands. Let us just have a word of prayer. Father, this afternoon we're just thankful, Lord, for your mighty works. We're thankful, Father. That you're so great in our lives that you teach us through trials, hardships, and pain. That you're the God of all comfort. You comfort us with the comfort wherewith we can comfort others. I thank you for this family, Lord. And we hurt when they hurt. And I'm glad, Lord. I'm glad about Jesus. I'm glad you are the God of our comfort Lord we love you today thank you for strength today strength like no other strength like no other reaches to me thank you Lord bless your word this afternoon to these hearts these are the hearts of your people we need you Lord right now I need you, Lord, right now. Thank you, Lord. In your presence is fullness of joy. And at your right hand, pleasures forevermore. Thank you, Lord, for your presence, for your presence, for your presence. In Jesus' name. Thank God. Amen. You may be seated. Amen. I'm going to speak a few minutes on the book of Luke, chapter 8, just five verses, verses 22 to 26. We'll look at some other verses along the way, but I want to talk to you today about a storm. Luke chapter 8 gives us a story about a storm.
1: If
0: I can find it. And the Lord gave me a title, Who Is This Man? I'm just going to read the verses first of all, and then we'll talk from there. Luke chapter 8, verses 22 to 26. I'm reading in New Living Translation. It says, one day Jesus said to his disciples, let's cross to the other side of the lake. So they got into a boat and started out. As they sailed across, Jesus settled down for a nap. But soon a fierce storm came down on the lake. The boat was filling with water, and they were in real danger. The disciples went and woke him up, shouting, Master, Master, we're going to drown. When Jesus woke up, he rebuked the wind and the raging waves. Suddenly the storm stopped, and all was calm. Then he asked them, where is your faith? The disciples were terrified and amazed. Who is this man? They asked each other. When he gives a command, even the wind and waves obey him. So they arrived in the region of the Gerasenes across the lake from from Galilee. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading and hearing of his word. Who is this man? As an introduction, this is the book of Luke. I'm trying to get this thing in the right place in my face here. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Not good anymore? Okay. That's worse. How about now? That's too close. Okay. Now I can't see. <laughs> see, they have the they have the the uh, advantage of the, the collar mic, lapel mic. Okay, maybe that's good right there. I think you can hear me now, right? Yes. All right. As an introduction, the Book of Luke, obviously written by Doctor Luke. He was a physician. He was also a contemporary of the Apostle Paul. He's the writer of this Book of Luke as well as the Book of Acts. Luke's perspective on who Jesus was. He's one of the gospel writers. He wrote the third gospel, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. For those that don't know, you know that Matthew looked at Jesus as a king. Mark looked at Jesus as a servant. John looked at Jesus as God, the son or the son of God. Luke looked at Jesus Christ as a man. He was a physician, so he looked at him as a man. That's what doctors do. They understand men. They understand people. They understand the human body. Dr. Luke looked at him as not only a man but Luke 19.10 says the son of man has come to seek and to save the lost. So he looked at Jesus as not only a man but as the son of man and as the man. You ever been told that you were the man? You the man. Jesus was the man. And this is what Luke is trying to get across but we look at this story and in this story I just read to you we had players, we had props we had Jesus we have his disciples, those are the players and we had the props we had the boat and we had the sea okay now we live in what uh, San Bernardino County or uh, LA County or Riverside County uh, you know I think Paris Lake, you got a few lakes up there. But we don't live near big oceans where we get in sailboats and sail across. We don't have a big lake with big storms. I understand big storms, though, because I live right here where in the past, just like the Sea of Galilee, the Sea of Galilee was very uh, uh, known for the storms. It was known for having storms that would all just hit abruptly out of nowhere. They would just come and they would just you know anything in the anything in the sea would just you know go up and down it was bad and i live in the same type of situation where i live near the mountain pass and when the when those winds come it's no joke now we don't live near oceans or big seas like that but we do have storms and we do have storms in life amen jesus in john 16:33 tells us He says, in the world you will have, he didn't say storms, he said tribulations, that's what he meant though. In the world you're going to have storms. He said, but be of good courage, be of good cheer, because I've overcome the world. Which means that I'm bigger than your storm. I'm bigger than your trouble, I'm bigger than the trials you're going through. Storms come in all shapes and sizes. They come all kinds of ways in life. We have relationship storms. Any married people in here today? Uh, have you been through any storms lately in your marriage, huh? We have relationship storms. We have family storms. How many of you have kids? How many of you have had kids or have kids that are going through pubescence, adolescence? And they, their hormones are going crazy. You understand what I mean when I say storms of life. You know, we had three kids in Christian school and they all were had to be at school at three different times of the day. And we had to take them every day. And, and you know, it was very difficult. You that have young children, you have to get them up. You have to get them to school. You got to get them dressed. You got to get them fed. You got to pick them up from school. You got to do that and you got to go to work. And then you got to go, come back from work, and then you got to wash clothes. You got to cook dinner. These are storms of life. Some storms are worse off than others, but there are storms in life: separation and divorce. Now that's a storm. I don't know about you. I've never been through that, but I know people that have had that, and a lot of them will tell you that. I know. Uh, I had a cousin. He used to say, "Brother, it's keep. It's cheaper to keep her." You know, know, if you know, if you're in my time, you understand, you remember that song, it says it's cheaper to keep her. Uh, So you understand what I mean when I say a storm in life, in marriage, there's personal storms, there's emotional storms. Some of you don't understand about anxiety attacks. Uh, I don't have anxiety attacks, but I've treated probably 100 people that have had anxiety. And I can tell you, we tell them, you know, calm down. But this is real. This is not a joke. The storm. I'm talking about storms in life that hit your emotions. You know, we have schizophrenia. We have bipolar disorder. All these emotional, mental storms that cause people. You got people on the street right now living in a storm in their head. There's, a sto- there's storms in life. But we're going to learn about storms. But we're going to learn about this man who he, they asked the question, Who is this man? Because this man was able to speak to a storm and say to that storm, peace. And the storms in our lives, he can do the same if we go through some of these steps. We're going to look at some of the steps they went through. But there's more storms. There's financial storms. Some people can't pay their bills. They don't wait. They can't sleep at night because they're worried. Am I going to have money to pay the rent? Am I going to have... Food? am i gonna have money to to feed my children am i gonna have uh money to buy gas to put in the car to get to work i'm talking about storms in life we have physical storms in life we have health conditions you know as we get older we have health conditions i'm sitting here right now i'm kind of leaning on this this thing thank god because i my back is if i don't if i stand up too long my back start hurting you know somebody said everything in my body hurts, and everything that don't hurt don't work so you know we have physical storms in life. Aging can be a storm in life my mother-in-law is ninety four years old praise God she went through covid she had a storm in her life as many of us have had, but she is now she has a she has a bad hip, she has problems walking, and she at times says oh it's tough being old, but my dad used to say the only re- only way to keep from getting old is to die young. So if you keep living, you're gonna get older. I won't say old because I, you know, when I was young, thirty was old. When I got twenty five, then thirty didn't seem. I'm almost there. Then forty became old. So now I'm whatever. So, <laughs> so, aging is can be a storm in life. But let's look at this lesson and let's look at these verses that we just read and we're going to see how this storm was approached, how it was achieved, because they did get over. Look at verse 22. Verse 22 says, let Jesus says to them, let's cross to the other side of the lake. So it reminds us when we Are going through the trials of life. The storms of life. Don't try to go through it alone. Jesus said what? Let's cross. That means let's go together. Jesus wants to go through your storm with you. But if you don't invite him into your life. He won't. And you'll end up going through it all by yourself. What is it? Uh, Where am I? I lost my. Oh yeah. Isaiah 43 2. G, uh, God told the children of Israel, When you pass through the waters, what? I'll be with you. So you don't have to go through storms alone. Look at the, look at the next verse, verse 23. It says, As they sailed across, Jesus settled down for a nap. Now, wait a minute. It's a storm and you're taking a nap. But look, Jesus this is the thing about storms. look when we are in life we're going to have storms jesus told us that he says in in the world you're going to have storms you're going to have tribulation i'd rather go through storms of life with jesus wouldn't you and so jesus look at how jesus handled the storm have you ever heard anybody say you know this you know in the middle of a storm up and down and wind blowing this is nice weather for a nice nap this is jesus So Jesus is in the middle of the same storm they were in. What's Jesus doing? He wasn't worried about it. He wasn't jumping up and down and pulling his hair about it. He's taking a nap. Look, the same way Jesus had peace in the middle of that storm, we can have peace. Look at Hebrews chapter 4, verse 1 through 3. It says God's promise of entering his rest still stands. We can enter into his rest. In the middle of a storm. And then it goes on to say. So we ought to. It says we ought to tremble with fear. That some of you might fail to experience what? His his, his, uh, peace. His rest. Then it says for this good news. That God has prepared this rest. He has a rest for us. But we have to have him in our lives. For only we who believe can enter His rest. You don't have rest because you don't believe. You want rest? You got to have faith in Him. You have to trust Him. Uh, look at verse twenty-four. I'm moving fast. Where it says the disciples went and woke Him up, and look at what they shouted, "Master." Master. That's the first step to your victory right there. When you recognize him as master, because now you're talking about relationship, master servant. I didn't say master slave. I said master servant. When you recognize him as master and you acknowledge him as your master, you have taken the first step to making it through your crisis, through your storm. Look at this. Jesus awakened when they called him master. They didn't say anything before this. They, did, they may have been talking and, you know, among themselves, screaming and yelling. Uh, you know, Finally, this is why the Bible says what? Don't worry about anything. Pray about everything. If you pray beforehand, before you get in a crisis, it won't hit you as hard. And when you do get in it, if you call on him, call on him what? While he may be found. He answers prayer. But look at how he responded. Once they acknowledged him and called him mastered, what happened? He woke up. That reminds us of the time when Jesus was walking with the crowd and with his disciples and a woman come up behind him and touched his hem of his garment. And Jesus said, who touched me? Who touched me? Because power has come out of me. Why? And And what does his disciples say? All these people are bumping into you and touching you and you ask who touched you. Yeah, they bumped into him, but they never touched him. Because you can only touch him by faith. That's how you touch Christ. And this is when Jesus responded and woke up when they said, Master. Master. And look at what happened. This is what happens when you take these steps. They said, master, master, and Jesus wakes up, and what did he do? It says he rebuked the wind and the waves. But look at Mark 4, 4, 441. It goes on and tells us he didn't just rebuke it. He tells us what he said. Peace. Be still. Look at this. Jesus gets up and looks at them frantic, looks around and says, shh, tells the wind, shh, quiet. That's what we want in our storms. We want somebody to be there to say, shh, quiet. This is powerful. This is the, this is, this, this man was not, An ordinary man. And why did he respond the way he responded? Because he was a man. He understood what it means to go through storms. He knows what we go through emotionally when we go through storms. How it causes anxiety. It causes fear. It causes us to pull our hair it causes us to get on the phone. We don't know what to do. People go to the bar. They don't know what to do. They go drink. They go drink. Or they go get some, some some what do they call it? Marijuana, what they call it now? I don't know what they call it. You know, when they smoke drugs. I don't know. They, they always got new names for it. They still call it marijuana? So, so, uh, I, I know they call it something else. A joint. We used to call it a joint. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that stuff. We, we, go. somebody's making fun of me in the back. I'm glad you guys, I'm glad she don't have a microphone. You guys don't know what she's saying back there. Psalm 23, verse two, verse one says, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not mourn, I shall not have lack. I shall not have need. And then it says, he leads me beside peaceful waters, still waters, waters that are calming. But you don't don't, uh, 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 have a good uh, sense about this kind of peace, except you go through storms first. You have to go through a storm to really appreciate when he brings you peace. He leads me beside peaceful waters. Look at verse 25. Then he asked them after he has calmed their storm, he asked them, where's your faith? Where'd you leave your faith? You know, a lot of times we come to church, oh, we get excited. We get a, oh, we hear the word and boy, I'm feeling good and we walk out and go home and do like Elijah. Elijah and the prophets of Baal, he had just Uh, uh, had a showdown with the prophets of Baal and God called down fire from heaven and lapped up all the sacrifice and all the water and all the all the wood and right after that he's running away from Jezebel scared where's your faith where did you leave your faith did you leave it in the car you know When you leave the church, don't leave your faith in the church building when you go home. Take it with you. Where is your faith? He asked them. But look at their response. Same verse. The disciples were terrified and amazed at the same time. Terrified and amazed who is this man that even the wind and the seas obey him jesus disciples he asked him one day who do men say that i the son of man am and they gave him all these different answers different prophets and But then the real question, and this is the question, because it doesn't matter for us what the world thinks of this man. It doesn't matter what they say about Jesus. The question is what do you say? Who is he to you? What do you say? Do you know him? Who is this man? Do you know him for yourself? You can't rely on pastor's faith. It's good to be able to call pastor for prayer. It's good to be able to call pastor, you know, when you need help. But from, from the standpoint of your faith, you have to know him for yourself. Who is he to you? And, of course, they got over to the other side because they trusted in him. But look at this, trials come, storms come, but there's got to be a better way. Jesus was all-knowing. He could have picked a day to go across that lake, that sea, when it was nice and calm. He could have picked a day when the sun was out, the wind was blowing at two miles an hour, nice and smooth. He could have did that. Why? And this is life. Lord, why did you give me this husband? He don't let me do this. He won't let me go to church. Lord, why? Lord, why? Why am I in this condition? Why am I without a job? Why me? A lot of times we ask those questions. Why me? When we really should be asking the question, why not me? Who you think you are? Jesus said in the world you will have tribulation. He told his disciples, if you are going to follow me, what? Deny yourself. Take up your cross. Taking up your cross means that you are ready to die. And then follow me. And you will have what? you'll have rewards and treasures in heaven there's got to be a better way lord why why did you make me like this why did you make me short bald why 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 I got to be thin why why I can't sing good you know why why I have to ha- why I have to be born poor You know, some people, rich people might be saying, "Why i have to be born rich. I don't know. But we're never satisfied. We always can find an excuse. We always can find a reason. And we always want to blame God. If it had, Lord, if you hadn't done this, if you hadn't brought me here, I wouldn't be in this condition. I'm in jail. What did I, Lord, why me? You get in a car accident. Lord, why me? Why am I so plain? Why, 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 why? We always got questions for God. Remember the children of Israel when they got out of Egypt they were 11 days if they had gone through Jericho they could have gotten to the promised land in 11 days. But what? Exodus chapter 13 verses 17 and 18 tells you why. Because he knew that if he took them the short way they would have come face to face with the with the uh uh uh, what's the name of these people the the philistines and they would have turned around and go back to egypt god takes us through the hard way for a reason he allows storms for a reason and it's for our benefit you know and you can ask the question how is this a benefit how am I going through this? Is a benefit. Where well, you have to just stick it out. You just have to wait and see. Somebody said that. Let's uh, 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 see. What's that? What's that phrase? Um, the best? No, that's not it. Never mind. Ignore that. Ignore that. God took them the long way. Because he wanted to show them to to use their faith and trust him. So what do storms accomplish? Storms accomplish something. Storms are for a reason. James 1, 2, and 3 tells us that faith, the trying of our faith, does what? It works patience. It works endurance. It prepares us for the next step, the next trial. The next storm. Storms alleviate fear of hard times. You go through hard times with the Lord on your side. The next time you go through hard times. It makes it a little bit easier, doesn't it? Second Timothy one seven says what? God has not given us a spirit of fear. But a power of love and a sound mind. So don't be afraid. Of hard times. Don't be afraid of storms. Trust the Lord in the storm. First Peter 5.10 says what? After you have suffered a while. So suffering is a part of this. Did Jesus suffer a little bit? And if he suffered, I don't know how we expect that we ain't going to suffer a little bit. But he says what after you've suffered a while make you what make you perfect establish you and strengthen you Romans 8 820, 828 tells us that it all works out all things work together for good to them that love him and are called according to what purpose there's a purpose in the storm. Matthew eleven twenty nine. Jesus says, "Come unto me, all ye who labor and are heavy burdened. I will give you what rest. Rest in the midst of your storm. Take this says, take my yoke upon you and learn of me. This is a process." that we are going through, learning Jesus, learning who he is, learning how his relationship with us affects our everyday life and affects us in our storms. Because we're going to go through. But you can go through hard or you can go through soft. (laughs) Philippians 4, 6, and 7 says just what we just said. Don't worry about anything. Pray about everything. Then the peace of God, which passes understanding will what? Guide your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ. So to navigate through storms of life. I got some hints for you because we want to know who is this man? You all know him, but we want to know him what? A little bit better. You want to know him better? If you want to be strengthened in your faith, you to you're not going to be strengthened in your faith sitting around the house doing nothing. You're not going to be strengthened in your faith when everything is going smooth, the winds ain't blowing hard, the weather is nice and you know moderate. It's not too cold, not too hot. You're not going to exercise your faith in that. You want to go higher and higher and deeper and deeper in depths with Jesus Christ. You got to go through the storm. So let's look, let's look at some of the tips. So you know who this man is. So Jesus, so, <clears throat> so the question is, who is he to you? That's the first question. Do you know him for yourself? Secondly, on this ship, Jesus was on the ship. So is he on your ship? Is he on board with you now? Is he with you? Are you with him? The third thing. Your spiritual gas tank. Is it filled? Or is it on empty? They didn't use gas in those days. They had sails. But you understand what I'm saying. What, What do you fill your gas tank with? It has to be filled with faith. You have to trust him. Then the second thing, the fourth the second thing. The next thing is, is your faith anchored in him? The solid rock. You always don't go sailing without an anchor and you make sure the line is sturdy sturdy because you may need it. Because you don't know when Jesus is going to speak to the storm. He may not speak to the storm immediately. You may go through for a while. That's why that verse says, "What after you have suffered what a while?" Suffering ain't always quick. Wouldn't that be nice if I get to suffer all you know on the third of we- third Wednesday of the month, and then I'm good the rest of the month. You know, and and I knew I'm going to suffer that day, so I just get prepared for that day. But I know what after the- no suffering could be for a while it can be for days it can be for weeks i had covid i know i'm telling you it was no fun thank god for prayer thank god pastor and they came in and stood in front i was watching them out the window they didn't know i was watching i was looking out the window that's all the strength i had was to get up and walk to the window and see them out there praying but let me tell you that was a storm for me that was rough and it didn't have it didn't go away in one day and it didn't even go away when it was supposed to be gone away when it went away I was weak for weeks I'm talking about storms here storms can last they can last weeks they can last months they can last years some people they start with the storm and they don't finish the storm until they enter into glory storms So the are we ready to cross over with Jesus in our storm? He'll get you through the hard times, the rough marriages, the, the tough financial times of life with those adolescent kids. He'll get you through those hard times of sickness and disease. And we have to be prepared not to... End that storm in this life. Sometimes your storm don't end until it's over in this life. But we learn that Jesus is the master of the storms. He can speak to the storms of life and say, shh, peace. Shh, quiet. Be still. That song says, I was sinking deep in sin, far from the peaceful shore, very deeply stained within, sinking to rise no more. But the master of the sea heard my despairing cry and from the waters lifted me. Now safe am I. And then the third the stanza the says, Souls in danger, look above. Jesus completely saved. He's, it says, he will lift you by his love over the angry waves. And it says what? He's the master of the sea. Billows, his will obeys. He, your savior wants to be, be saved today. If you are not saved today, he wants to be your savior. He wants to be there for you in the middle of your storms. He wants to be there for you to show you that he's the master of your life. He wants to be not just Lord, but Savior. He he wants to, we know him as Savior. Let me turn that around. We like the idea of him being Savior, but for him to be Lord, that makes him master. That means that you submit to him. That means you humble yourself to him and recognize, Master, Master, this is what I'm going through. Do you feel what I'm feeling? Do you hear what I'm saying? And then you what? Faith. Trust him. Trust him that he hears you. Trust him that he's going to answer you. But also trust that he's he's with you in the storm. But you notice that he didn't didn't say that you're not going to go through the storm. He could easily plan it for them to go across the sea nice and calmly. But no. He wants... To be with you in storms. Storms prove who he is to you. you can, it's easy to talk about other people's storms. What they went through. And now you feel bad. Oh, I feel so bad. You know, they lost this. and they, you know. But what about your storms? What does it do for you? Because it has to draw you. It has to strengthen your faith. It has to, it has to strengthen your relationship with him. And the last verse in, the, in this verse, it says, they arrived, they crossed over. There is another side. It's, it's, it's the going through is where he's proved to you. The going through is where your faith is tested. And at the end of your faith, you see the reward of your faith. Zapati, she lived her life. She crossed over. She crossed over in faith, trusted the Lord. Zapati is no longer has to open her eye with one hand and write with the other. She has good vision right now. Zapati ain't in no bed no more. She is dancing around in heaven. And I tell you right now, if you ask Zapati, if you could come back in a good body, would you come back? She said, Nah, it's okay. I'm good here. That's where we're headed. Sapati went ahead of us. Uh, 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 Pastor Ralph went ahead of us. So many that I know my mom went ahead of us. And I'm looking forward to seeing them in heaven, in peaceful waters, where there's no more night, there's no more pain. No more suffering. No more cold and I need a coat to put on. No more hot weather where I need to turn on the air and get get some cold drinks. No more sickness. No more death. We won't see no mortuaries in heaven. No cemeteries in heaven. Won't be no undertakers. Won't be no hearses driving down the street. Won't be no hospitals. Nobody be sick. Won't be nobody hurting my feelings calling me names. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to this place where Sapati is right now. Oh, I'm looking forward to it. I thank God. Well, this I thank God brother, brother Tyrone started off this morning. He was so excited about the Lord, and I'm thankful to the Lord myself. Oh, thank God. Who is this man? Who is the king of glory? The Lord, strong in battle. Who is the king of glory? Do you know him today? Amen. God bless you.
2: in the sanctuary or out there in in Zoom land or Facebook land, Jesus is Lord all over this world. Earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. You may not know Jesus today, but I tell you what, if you begin to call on his name, if you begin to cry out, Master, Master, save me, I'm sinking in a world of sin, the winds are high. The waves are high. The wind is strong. If you call on Jesus, he'll answer you. He'll forgive you. He'll save you. He'll turn your life around. You're in that place today where you need healing in your body. Cry out to him, Master. Master, he hears us. You're having distresses in your life. Master. Master. glory be to God. Glory be to God. He's a God who hears us. He sees us. He knows what we're going through. And so we thank the Lord today. We magnify the Lord today. If you don't know Jesus, I would admonish you today to accept Jesus into your life. Some of have heard this altar field time and time again. You may know it better than the preacher. And yet you haven't given your life to Christ. Today is your day. Amen. Today is your day. Right where you are. Lift up those hands and cry out to the Lord. And when he touch you, when you touch him, he'll touch you back. And you'll know that you've been touched. And then call somebody that you know is a believer, call the church, call the mama, call daddy, call somebody, let them know that Jesus have came into my life on this day, hallelujah, let's give the Lord a hand, <laughs> praise, hallelujah, oh bless the name of the Lord, so we thank the Lord today, we thank God, you know, and we're going we, to get out of here on the high note with just a couple of things we want to make mention of. As we close out in prayer, Brother O.D. McCoy, this is the anniversary of his daughter's death, and he's having a hard time. And he called this morning, wanting the church to pray for him, that God would give him strength. In the midst of his name, we're doing that. We're doing that on today. There's so much that's happening. We're praying for the precious to your family, each one name by name. Sister, Camille, the godmother. Yes. I thank God for the freedom that we have in Christ. I thank God for the knowing yes. where our loved ones are. God, we want to thank you today. Yes. So we pray. Pray for Sister Sandy. Y'all pray for me because she's going to be gone nine days. See, <laughs> 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 going to the east coast to uh, be with the grand grandchildren and all. Um, a daughter, another daughter takes a flight overseas, so keep us in prayer. Pray that God would give Sandy a safe trip there, and that the wisdom and the knowledge and the anointing of the Holy Ghost is some life will be imparted to our grandchildren, and they'll be able to hear. now. Those with wavered children, won't you touch, God, in the name of Jesus. The bereaved families, Lord, won't you touch and send your word of comfort and peace. You are the God of all comfort. God, we thank you. God, we pray for 3 peace ministry, Lord. As the letters have gone out to the saints and knowing that we've got a, a year uh, left here before uh, you bless us with another location, God. So we're praying even now. We're rejoicing now already see it in the name of jesus god we thank you we praise you lord jesus thank you for brother steve being in the house of the lord today thank you for another birthday that brother steve is enjoying god we want to say thank you thank you for bringing him through the procedures he had on the other day god thank you we have so much to thank you for so father we give you the glory honor and praise thank you for this time of fellowship today Thank you for your word. Thank you for the anointing, God. Thank you for being our Savior, for being our God. None like you nowhere in all of the earth. And we bless you, Lord. Lord, break out on us, Lord. Break out in this house in the name of Jesus. Pour out a fresh anointing upon each and every one of us, Lord. Let us see you in a way that we've never seen you before. As we lift up our eyes to the hills from whence cometh our help, and our help coming from the Lord who created the heavens and the earth. God, we say thank you prepares for the battles to come. Yeah. Yes, Lord. Build a hedge around about your people. And we'll give you the glory, honor, and the praise. And so, Father, we ask you to bless this ministry. Oh, God, bless the offering box on the wall. Bless those that are here, that are be traveling home, give them safe travel, God, in the name of Jesus. Let our homes be a place of worship and adoration and peace, God only come from you. Somebody's in the valley of decision today and don't know which way to turn, but God, we're turning to you today. And we want to acknowledge you in all of our ways that you'll direct our path. So, Father, we bless you and we thank you, Jesus. All the church said amen.